Hi guys, Dr. Richard Sachs on Lost Arts Radio in this Voice of the Wilderness series. Hope you can hear me okay. We got occasional aircraft and helicopters. They're not caring that this is wilderness area out here. It really is official wilderness. Last time we were out here, I was talking to you about, um, is it even worth the Americans voting in the election that they had coming up on November 8th, a few days ago? And I said, yeah, I, I understand people that don't want to because of corruption and things like that, feeling like their vote wouldn't be counted correctly. I totally understand that. But, you know, we have a heritage in this country that is not just on paper. There were real-life people who came to this country and were willing to be tortured and killed to preserve the idea of freedom. And they weren't perfect. You could spend all day giving talks about their faults and their hypocrisy and their imperfections. And, you know, it reminds me of the scriptural verse, He who has no sins among you casts the first stone. You know, we haven't managed to become perfect people yet, but um, some have been inspirational in certain ways. And the founders of America started the only official country in our known history that I'm aware of where it wasn't a de- definitely not a democracy. You know, you hear the people on the news talking about our democracy, that's always a sign something's wrong. Either they don't understand or they do understand and they're manipulating your mind. But um, they started a country that was not a democracy not subject to the whims of the masses, influenced by corrupt media. They started a country based on a constitution, which by itself doesn't guarantee anything good, because a constitution can say anything. There are countries all over the world with constitutions that don't don't recognize any of our rights, even though everybody everywhere in the world has the same rights exactly from God. Whether you even believe in God or not doesn't change that fact. So in America, they actually wrote it on paper and started the country based on that, at least the federal aspect of it. And they were very hesitant to give power to a federal government at all. You know, they probably had some of the same sentiments that modern libertarians and anybody who thinks critically about it would come to, that power I don't think power corrupts. I don't think power corrupts absolutely. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, like the saying goes. Um, But I think people use power to serve their own corruption. You know, whatever they've got in their character comes out in what they do. And when they are free to use power, they'll use it for good or bad, depending on who they are, who they really are. But in America, they wrote as much as they could a constitution guaranteeing that the government was only legitimate, only there to protect the individual rights of the people, not the collective, not what's good for the masses, because what's really good for the masses is the freedom of the individual, not to abuse others, because everybody it only works respecting the rights that everybody else has. They all have the same rights as we do everywhere in the world. But given that respect, 
and a minimum degree of consciousness, then it works. Then it can work beautifully, depending on the consciousness level of the population. So the flaws, you know, the imperfections in what has happened in America has not been the fault of the founders. It's been the fault of us. And whatever we had in our character, in our understanding, in our consciousness reflected on the outside. But what the founders tried to do is say, government is the servant of the people. It doesn't decide how to run their lives. It doesn't take charge of everything they do. It can't dictate what they do in their businesses other than not um, breaking laws and cheating people, which is decided at the state and local level and should be based on total morality, not corruption. But they gave the federal government a few powers called the enumerated powers, enumerated, numbered, and that's all. They said nothing else, anything other than that. And I think that I think it's the Tenth Amendment that specifies this, that which is the last element of the Bill of Rights. It says anything that's not in those enumerated powers, specifically granted to the federal government, belongs to the states. States means countries, independent countries, the 50 independent countries we have now that make up the United Countries of America, United States of America. And the federal government was not to tell the states what to do other than in certain very enumerated power areas like the national defense and a few other things like that, but um, not in general. And so the corruption that has proceeded is not the fault of the founders or the or the documents. It's the fault of we the people with our character being deficient in so many ways. And I'm sorry for the glare of the sun. I couldn't find a good angle. Try to stand in, in the way of the sun. Maybe that would help. And I, I've had comments before saying, why don't you find some level ground? Well, there's not a lot of level ground in this wilderness area. How's that? I'm kind of blocking the sun for you. So I'll try not to trip over the rocks too much, but that's that's what's going on. So elections are intended to allow a peaceful transfer of power with honest sharing of information so that you can cast your vote for the right people to represent you in government to carry out essential functions, like on a federal level, uh, national defense. That does not mean, in the corrupt uh, version we have now, of going into other countries and over overthrowing their governments like the U.S. did in the one that's a theater of war right now. I don't know if I can mention it, because this is the part of the video that will go to all the platforms, and I don't want it to disappear, if possible. You know, national defense is supposed to be actually national defense. It's an amazing concept, right? It means if somebody's attacking your country, you defend it. And then the militias, the National Guard, which became the National Guards, I guess, or evolved into that, have to stand up all over the country in the local areas for the defense of, of civilization of the country. And although, you know, I really like John Lennon, uh, and there's a reason he had to be taken out, he was brilliant and had a vision of worldwide cooperation and love and mutual respect, his song, Imagine, was a little bit ahead of time because 
it said, imagine that no countries. Well, that works if you have a very high consciousness level worldwide and not the kind of environment that we have now. Right now we have different cultures of all kinds and they they need their own defined space to run their own countries as they wish, cooperating but not taken over by a universal multinational power, which you can see the global rulers moving toward that now, needs to be reversed if we're going to keep humanity uh, safe and even alive into the future. So I just want to say, I know the state of the elections now and what's going on in them, but they're not entirely corrupt yet. They're not completely taken over. Close. It is close, and it's really disgraceful how far we have let it go because it's a reflection of our own conscious care for taking care of our environment, our country, our world, that this has been allowed to happen. But it can be turned around. And what what I was saying about voting and why it's still worth taking your time, I mean, it's funny to even have to say that. Many of the early people who started this country as I said, gave their lives, their whole families were killed, and they they were willing to do it to try to save one place in the world where freedom was, individual freedom, was the basis of prosperity and success and harmony. So we have we've got to the point where people are saying, I don't want to take an hour to go vote. It's not worth it because it's corrupt. And I'm saying as long as there's any chance of some of it being honest, and some good candidates getting elected, which is happening. It's not, it's not completely gone yet, although it could be there very soon. Um, it's worth it because the alternative, which we've forgotten, is not pleasant. And I hope you understand what I mean. It's really not pleasant. Anything we can do to save the future for ourselves and our future generations we need to do. It's a priority. That's what, And I'm saying that the highest level of that, in addition to your physical actions, you know, your, what some people call activism, not just protests, but the degree of character that you put into every personal interaction and every private action that no one sees, that is going to determine our future. Not as a collective, but as an additive um, combination of all of our individual efforts. I don't think there is a collective. Sorry, I'm, I know a lot of people will disagree with me on that. I don't think it's, it's anything real that exists. It's a combination of all the individuals. And it's not evenly weighted. Any Anybody that takes their awareness and their focus and puts it in line with a goal of coming into alignment with God and with harmony and with loving others as yourself, not condemning them, not criti- not critiquing every little action that they do, seeing them realizing that they're our family. Anybody that brings that awareness into focus has more impact on the future than millions of scattered people that have allowed themselves to become zombies. So something to pay attention to, I think. What you do really matters, and that is what I've been saying for a while, that 
On the surface, even if things look hopeless, consciousness is the ultimate power. Infinite consciousness, which people call God, created this whole amazing place of which we're just living on one little speck in the 3D dimension of a vast, much bigger creation. But you're not nothing. You're made in the image of the one that started this whole thing. You're made out of the same thing, not physical. We're just in these bodies, in these physical costumes for a short time. So, care about what happens, because you're really critical in determining where it goes from here. I guess that's the main thing I want to say. A couple of other things that came up in the comments and emails and things that people are sending me in response to the videos, which I really appreciate. I did ask for feedback. I have to apologize that I'm not able to have time to answer all the emails and comments myself. I would really like to do that personally. I could talk to each one of you, to you personally, for hours, and I think it would be incredible. I would learn so much. But um, I don't have time. You know, 24-hour days are really not enough to get everything that I want to get done, done everything that I feel is important to get to. I'm not keeping up. I enjoy the comments and I appreciate them. I apologize for not being able to answer each one. Um, I, I, a lot of them are super interesting. I got one asking me if I'm aware of the no-nuke theory. I'll just make a short comment about that. Uh, yeah, that's something I had brought up to me in, uh, I think it was in Planetary Healing Club we talked about it. That's our private venue. And... Um, I did look into it. It seems to be based largely on the work of a man named uh, Galen. I think it was Galen. Was his name Galen? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not remembering his name exactly. I think it was Galen. Maybe it'll come back to me. Anyway, the man who was talking who I'm thinking might be named Galen, and if I'm wrong, please forgive me for that. I, I don't remember exactly. It's been a while since I looked at it. He did believe that nuclear weapons were real. So that wipes that out, at least from his point of view. And he knew that radiation was absolutely real. He was uh, quite familiar with monitoring it on devices like, you know, are commonly used for Geiger counters and more sophisticated machines than that. But he thought that radiation itself was um, completely harmless. And I think he was sincere in that. He would go into uh, demonstrations and eat radioactive material and say, see, this isn't hurting you. Very sincere, but I think quite wrong. Uh, as I said in a uh, recent post on, on one of the other replies to a comment that I, I put up, um, the medical system has been using ionizing radiation for a long time. And we know the results of that on people. I don't want to say more on this particular platform because it may be de deemed unsafe for you to hear. So I'm not going to say more, but you get the idea. Um, just because something doesn't make sense to us and we don't understand it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't exist. So there's an ego involvement there. And the attitude of real science, which has largely been lost by most of us, 
is question everything. Our goal is to find what's true, not to prove we're right. That's a sub-nursery school maturity level. You know, if we find out that we're wrong, that's great because, and, and I really try to live this, you know, I'm, have no illusion that I'm right about everything. And I, I've had so many brilliant understandings and plans that have turned out to be completely wrong. And it's a constant process of evolving toward seeing more and more of what's true. Real scientists understand that and follow it. They don't fight about who's, who's an idiot, who's right, whose point of view has to be correct. Uh, that's not what it's about. So, um, stay open. Okay, guys, sorry for all the air traffic today. It's a nice day, and all kinds of helicopter tours are happening over the wilderness. But as I was saying, the idea, attitude of science is show me what's true. I don't care if I need to change my point of view. I'll do it in a minute. If I see something is true and I need to be corrected, that's fine. It's the same attitude with spiritual quest to find out what's true on a deeper level about consciousness. We're not here to defend a point of view. If you are, you're stuck. You know, and so looking at the situation that we're in connected with the elections we were talking about, the world is in a real serious situation right now. It's basically in the hands of murderous global rulers all over the planet, including in the U.S. And it's not at a point where this can be overcome by force. And I think, in fact, as far as I can tell, the rulers would really like us to try to correct this by force. And then they could justify the use of the weapons they haven't shown us yet. And I don't want to see that happen. It's not good for anybody. But there is a way to change so-called physical reality that we've talked about before. And it has to do with consciousness. So that's what Planetary Healing Club's about. That's why we started it. And I wish it had somebody who had mastered consciousness in charge of it. (laughs) Couldn't find anybody like that. Not that I've met in this lifetime. Physically. So, you know, I'm just trying to do the best I can to, to facilitate that meeting every week. It's live in person. You know, the people that have asked me, don't you have time for a phone call? Don't, you know, I, I do some little bit of private consulting and private sessions on phone or Skype, but those have to be very limited because I'm working all the time and I have a lot to do. So the chance for interaction that we can use uh, live is Saturday nights, U.S. time, uh, Planetary Healing Club meetings. And our focus, although we can talk about, you know, I have a back, I have a PhD in health science. I have a long background, long before the university involvement um, that I've had in uh, studying natural health alternatives and lifestyle changes that can change aging and your susceptibility to degenerative disease. This was happening before I was a university student in the 60s. And I can share that. We can share about world events and personal relationships and stuff. But our main focus is on doing the work of changing consciousness. And what's interesting and encouraging about it is that 
when you do that inside yourself, you're actually affecting everybody else. You don't need to go and make an appointment and talk to them. And it affects even the people that would be completely unreceptive to talking to you anyway. It's amazing. And I'm anxious for us to get to a point of breaking through where we start seeing the changes around us in the so-called physical solid world. That's what Planetary Healing Clubs are really about. So if you want to join us in that environment, um, you're welcome, you're invited. But I'll give you a forewarning. It's about work. Not grueling, you know, stressful work that you hate. It's a work of relaxing and coming back into harmony with who you always were. Because you're, you're somebody incredible. And, and here I'm not talking to the so-called collective or the whole group, everybody listening. I mean you. Whatever condition you're in, whatever condition your body is in, whatever you've gone through, whatever your family situation, you're a spectacular being. And I'm telling you that because it's true and because it's being suppressed. You know, the, the global rulers want us to feel that we're hopeless and helpless and we need to be slaves for our own good. That was never true. It's not true now. And the hope of the future for the kids and the future generations is you. Literally. I'm not just saying that. It really is you. So, even if you're in the hardest situation imaginable physically, you have power that can rise above that. Not just to say, well, it's okay and be stoic about it. I'm talking about to change our world situation. We've been walking around since the beginning with all the power in our own hands, not of our own ego, but from this reality called God that can flow through us, that is flowing through us now, and is getting scattered through mind programs and our, you know, false identifications with ego junk. That's all garbage that's filtering out the reality. You screen that away, learn how to remove it, work with your mind to stop projecting that junk. The global rulers know what could happen, and it's their biggest fear. But it shouldn't be a fear for them. If Global rulers, if you're listening, which you are, um, this is your hope too. You can wake up. The direction you're going is not good for you. You do get devoted to evil. It's not building yourself a good future. I'm being real polite here. So this is for anybody. I invite world rulers. I invite public health officials, anybody, no matter what your situation. Us regular old people, we're all regular old spectacular spirits identifying with all kinds of limitations that were never true. Learn how to break out. Help us, help us break out. Because you might do it way before me or other people, and then you can help us. It's not a competition in a negative sense. It's a competition in a sense of caring about each other, loving each other as, as yourself, because we're that close of a family. It's the best I can think of that we could do, and we should use our time well. So... You know, I was going to make another part of this video to detail th some of the nasty details of 
corruption and the election and what's going on in the world, but you know about that stuff. You know about enough of it to be aware of the kind of stuff that's happening. What's really missing is the antidote. And although I agree with people like David and Alex and others who have said, Chris, um, peaceful mass noncompliance with suicidal or, or harmful orders. I agree about that. But what makes that happen and what makes it have good results instead of being ignored? Consciousness. And that's in your hands. It's totally in your hands. You have so much potential freedom right close, right beyond the, right beyond the facade, right beyond this thin screen that is separating you from who you really are, which would be a whole different life experience for all of us. That's the urgent action waiting for all of us is to change inside ourselves. It's been tried for a long time, but it's never been done the way I'm talking about on the scale that we need it done now. And I'm asking you, if you want to, even if you don't join us in Planetary Healing Club, do it on your own. Just do it. Um, time is passing. Your time in this physical body is really short. A hundred years is like nothing. And you don't realize that till you get to the end of it. So re be wise. Realize it now. I hope that makes some sense. I wish I could explain it better. That's my best effort for the moment. And uh, I'd like to meet you there. If you have questions about what we do, I think I've kind of explained it, but if you have questions, feel free to email or comment, and I'll, you know, I'll try to put more in another video. Occasionally I get time to answer an individual uh, email or comment. I'm doing the best I can on that, but I'm I'm, be, I'm way behind and, you know, often not able to. So that, other than private consulting sessions that I, I do, but not very many, um, the live interaction opportunity is in planetaryhealingclub.com. So that's why I'm letting you know about that. Okay, that, however you decide to do it, don't underestimate your own value and the power of what flows through you. You're holding it in your hands, and the world needs it right now. You're incredibly important. So get your body in good shape, too. That helps a lot with the inner work. So anyway, I deeply appreciate you. We're a very close family, and we will eventually remember that. Thanks for being here. I, I really love and appreciate you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.